Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Route to 30 podcast. Episode 170. I was going to get to that on a big note, but okay. If this is your first time listening, thank you for pressing play and welcome. Welcome aboard. You will love the ride. If this is not your first time, then you know, you know how we do. It's your how boy. Do do? I don't know, but you know, rappers now. It's your boy <laughs> and your girl. <laughs> well, yes. Welcome to new and old people. Isaac here. Dolly here. Today marks 170 weeks of pod... No, 170 episodes of podcasting. Whoop, 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 whoop. Whoop. <laughs> 30 more episodes to 200. Yeah, and I think when we reach 200, then guys, I'm disappearing to Canada. So, yeah. Yeah. I've dropped the ball on that. Now Wait. you know. Drop the ball on what? The cat is out of the bag, guys. Oh my god! People don't know how to use a. Isaac just said that. What's the word? No, I dropped the ball. I shouldn't have said that yet. Isn't that the right thing? Why? Just continue. No, but no. Okay. I I don't feel like you used. I dropped the ball, right? Really? But if it's something I shouldn't have said, then isn't it that? I mean, how shouldn't you have said that you're going to Canada? Well, because people shouldn't know that yet. We've discussed it. Wink, no, wink. We have. They <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are very terrible at this. Yes. Very terrible. Yes, I this am. This is another reminder for you guys to not trust women. Okay. Nice not don't trust women. But yes, welcome guys. <sighs> Thank how you. Guys welcome doing? everybody. Um, welcome. It has been a roller coaster of a week. Actually, a very sad week, as a matter of fact. Ah. Um, I don't even know what I should start with first. I think we should start with like the big, the big things that really happened this it week. It depends. Perspective. What's big to you? I mean, this was pretty big. Which one? There's a lot that's pretty um, big. Because I have the, a whole list. The death of Ifani Adeleke and Takeoff. Yes. Those are pretty big. In fact, really like, oh, I don't even know how to even describe the horror and how fucked up that got a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, on mon- on on Monday, right? Mm-hmm. No, not Monday, on Tuesday, mm-hmm. I went to the office and I have been trying to manage my social media usage. Yeah. Um trying not to be on there too much. So I kind of went on Instagram for the first time that day. I I wanted to do some things. The yeah. first thing I saw was the very first thing and it was one of it was on the other one of these blogs that I they follow. The, one of the foreign blogs. Okay. That David Oson had passed. Mm. And I was like, "What?" I kind of like quickly scanned through like the story that they wrote. They said drowning. And I, when I tell you I was in so much shock and my heart completely sunk, ex- especially remembering that this had happened to um, Debanj and his um, wife a couple of years ago. And while I was still reeling from that, I was about to even call management to be like, bro, like see what I saw on on IG, then he had already sent me a message on iMessage. Like he said something like, man, fuck Yankee, um, Quavo and take off shots. And so I called him and I was like, what? 
And so as we're talking, I was like trying to go through social media. And then I saw that, you know, they said Quavo wasn't shot, but takeoff was shot and he was dead. And just the two, the two of these things just... Happening so close. it, it, It completely just, I feel like it wrecked me for that day. And for the rest of the week, I keep on thinking about it and I just continue to sigh. Like, what? Um, actually, yeah. this year, it was actually crazy. I I saw the takeoff one, like, at night after I closed from work. So I was on my way home and I just, you know, Lagos traffic as always. And then I logged into Twitter and I just saw a picture of takeoff and I was like, huh? And the next thing I'm scrolling and I see that, oh, yeah, RIP takeoff. He got shot while something about um, Quavo playing dice or some shit. And you know, the first thing that came to my mind was this is the least likely, this is the last person you'd have thought would die in the Lagos. The most unlikely to die. You guys, Not that anybody deserves to die, but if they said, oh, one of the Migos died, you wouldn't think it was Takeoff. He's the least likely to even be a celebrity. Because Takeoff <laughs> just minds his business. Like, Takeoff is, he, 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 he was, doesn't... He was a celebrity by mistake. He doesn't bother anybody. He stays Such in Such a soft lane. guy. And just the fact that both of these things were accidents. Let me even just start with Ifine first, because I feel like th- these things are just completely messed up in just... So many different ways. Ifine's death, three years old, just celebrated his birthday. All I could just think about were his parents and just how messed up that is and how I know that he struggled. It's still completely just... It's wild. It's just not meant to happen. It's wild. It's wild. Um... So I feel so sad for Davido. I feel so sad for Choma. I just to experience this, it's it's nobody deserves that kind of pain. Yeah. Nobody deserves that kind of pain, especially for a child that is so young that still has a lot of you know, he still had you know, someone said something, um someone had posted something on her story. Um, I think it was Bolu, if you guys remember, Bolu was here maybe last year or so, two years ago. She said something like, where do you even begin to put the dreams that you had for your child? Like, where, where do you, how, how do you even continue? So, you know, that, that just completely like, I, 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 I still don't know what to say. I, I'm sure that they are pretty inconsolable. Uh, I just I don't even know, and um, so that was if I still at it, I still at a loss of words for words for that. Take off, I loved take off, you guys. I really loved take off. Like, it, I loved him. I loved his. I liked his attitude. I loved his music. I loved how chill he was. I felt like, and I've been tweeted about this before. I felt like Takeoff was the best Migo. I felt like he was the best rapper out of all of them. Take and to be very honest with you guys, on a spiritual level, I feel like everything that happened with, if I everything that happened with Takeoff, I feel like it was just so unnatural. I feel like... I don't think death is ever natural. I, I don't know how to explain I what get, I'm trying I get, to say. I but get. 
I feel like it was just, it, I, I, I feel like the devil was having a field D. I feel like it was, so. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but I just, I felt so much dark energy. Like, I felt so much dark energy like I've, I haven't felt in like a long ass time. It felt wrong. Actually. Like, it felt wrong. Like, uh, that is the, that's the right, that's the word. I, it felt wrong. Like, it felt very wrong. And till now, it's still like, I, I don't know how to feel about, there were videos that people, and again, why do people do that? Why this, do people, why do people do that? Listen, this is a very, this is a very um, dark way to start the episode. Let's yeah, I mean, change, it let's, is. Let's change topic. I, I don't know. I don't know about, I don't, the thing is, Isaac, these what? are things that we can't ignore because everybody no, felt it. it. Do everybody you understand what I'm it, saying? Yes, but I and don't, I don't want, I personally don't want to talk about it, actually. I know that you don't want to talk about yeah. it. It's not like I want to talk about it, but like, I felt like it was something that we should talk about. It affect like, it's what everybody was talking about. It's like, I feel like it affected people more than hmm. it affected more. Like I've, I've spoken to like so many people. I've seen so many, like um, I've heard many people talk about this and I feel like it affected like a lot of people, especially hearing about these deaths back to back. Yeah. It was a right? lot. It was a lot. Did you so, see the, um, this thing, the black on black crime thing, the amount of rappers we've lost. I didn't see the, uh, the, 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 I don't know if there was a post or whatever, but I mean, obviously, like, yeah, we've heard I saw, about so I saw, many like, rappers. a post and it was really deep. We've seen so really, many rappers really, that have really, died really, really and sad. stuff. Really and, um, yeah, like, it's, it's, just, it's just a whole mess. And I feel for their families. And please, you guys, if you see something bad, and this was what I was trying to say, like, yeah. people were posting videos of Takeoff's death on it's very social insensitive. media. Very, very insensitive. Very insensitive, unfair to the families. Yeah. And I didn't watch it because I can't watch that kind of, I can't Is watch it? that. It's crazy. You know, and I didn't even want to contribute to that kind of Yeah, like, bad. you know, I, I, I'm of the stance that people on the internet just do weird shit. Like, I saw after the whole thing, I saw a lot of people saying, oh, but, you know, uh, this person bro broke the news first or oh, this person had, and I'm just there like, is this really That's what something? the world has come to. That's just the truth. I saw, I saw it, I saw it um, on, a, on a relatively lighter note. I saw a TikTok where this guy was talking about what, um, <laughs> a conversation with his mom and he was saying like, oh, he needs a gun and uh, imagine if he got knocked out and then he woke up and just saw people making videos that he would shoot everybody that made the video. And I started thinking to myself that that's where the world has actually got into, right? And you see it all the time where even when, I think there was a time when somebody was trying to commit suicide and the people making videos were not even trying to help. It was just like people were just there like, oh, he go jump, he go jump. And I'm there like, wow, wouldn't it be better to just not make anything? Like, what's the... <clears throat> What's the end goal here? You know, that's this um, relates to what we spoke about last week Saturday when we spoke about that lyric that said, um, "We're in love with the world, but the world just." And I will continue to say it again. And I feel like this message, more than anything, even rang rang true again for me this week. The world doesn't give a fuck about anybody. Mm. It doesn't, and that is why you shouldn't try to impress the world. Mm -hmm. Your your goal should not be oh i want to i want people to i want i want people to look at me and and be you know be impressed or i want to impress people i want to impress the world doesn't give they don't care about you and you know a lot of people were saying oh um 
uh, everybody has moved on, things like that, you know. And that's another thing too that is sad, you know, in the sense that the world continues to move. Oh yeah, you know. And you know, you can't blame anybody for that. It's not that you can't blame anybody. It's just the painful reality that, like I was saying, no matter what's going on with you, right? Mm-hmm. Time doesn't actually go. Okay, let me wait. Isaac is going through shit. It just keeps moving. It continues and to move. As much as people want to help you as well, their lives also keep moving. So they, no, of they course, like, that's what I'm saying. That you can't blame anybody for yeah, that you can. because everybody still has, you know, their own stuff that is going on and things like that. But it just also goes to show you about just how the world operates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a crazy and planet we live in. Now. Yeah. It's so last, last, crazy everybody. Planet. Like I said in the newsletter, you know, um, oh, yeah, live we, intentionally. Yes. We, and we do hope you guys got this month's yeah, newsletter. Um, like, uh, like I, like I think I said this before. If you don't see it on your inbox, check your spam. Sometimes it goes there. So just yeah. check. So live intentionally. Um, live like you can die today. Mm. and that might sound morbid but it's just the truth anything can happen at any point in time so live intentionally Mm, mm, love mm. up on the people that that are close to you um like you know like we said earlier sometimes like you get carried away with your own stuff but try as much as you can to make sure you check up on those that you care about even if you send a message when you when someone comes to your mind yeah or to just you know send a voice note hey i'm thinking yeah say something you can send them that johnny drill's new song which i totally love and i and i think it's i'm far behind on music now apparently rihanna even released something i haven't heard it something thames wrote I yeah, don't. it was for the um, yeah for the black the black painter. I really liked it. I thought it was nice. I um, heard good reviews. So yeah, like you can just say how are you, how are you doing, you know, just all of that, and just to so let people know that they yeah. are on your mind, and just I don't know, just live intentionally. Yeah. So all. this is the point where we now say go back and listen to our be intentional episode. Woo! Shameless plug. I don't um, remember what we spoke about on there. Same, okay. to be honest. It just the the two just went together. So rest in peace to take off. Rest in peace to if I am. I, I, I am continuing to pray for their families and I urge you guys to do same, please, yeah. because they are suffering and there's nothing that anybody can say. I wanted to say, I, wanted, I saw something that Tyler Perry wrote and I will just use this to round this up, right? And I thought it was really good. And this is for those that are experiencing any kind of loss, or whatever, I, I thought this was good. So he said he had sent this to a friend who um, had lost someone and he had posted this because he felt like with everything that was going on, mm-hmm. it was just a good message. So this is the message he sent to his friend. He said, hey, I just want you to know that you may hear a lot of cliches from people, th- things like you love them, but God loved them best, or they are with the Lord now. And people really do mean well when they say these things. However, the truth of the matter is nothing can comfort you. Comfort you. One moment you'll be fine and the next you'll be breaking down. Having lost my mother, whom I was very close to, the best advice I can give you is to let grief come when it comes. It can't be scheduled. You can't work through it. It will just wait for you to finish the job. You can't sleep through it. It'll be waiting for you by the bedside when you awake in the morning. Believe me, I tried. Unfortunately, grief is a living thing that visits at will. The only thing I can offer you is a prayer. And my prayer for you is that it comes in waves. Gentle ones that give you enough grace in between them so that you can function. And lastly, 
I'll say this to you, my dear friend, be around people you trust, because I promise you, it's hard to trust yourself when grief is wrapped around you like a, like an old familiar robe. Ooh. Sending you love and true prayers. Ooh. And I thought that that was just a good message, and I yeah, those, send those that are, to everyone who is experiencing any form of loss. Those are those are very, very, very good words, man. I don't yeah. know this this um this kind of topics, man. I mean, they are hard. They are hard. They, they think are with me is just like I also, you know. Anyway, let's move past it. Yeah. Um. Yes. So today is oh, this is our first episode in the month of November. Yeah. This is episode. 170 and it means a lot to get here i i had so many jokes i was going to crack but i can't because of the nature of how we started this conversation so i'll crack them next week or maybe in Mm -hmm. 10 weeks or in 10 episodes i don't know um well it is the month of november Mm -hmm. it is my co-host's birthday month hey oh my god dolly's birthday month (laughs) say like that say oh my god like, you know, oh my god, November. it is my birthday month. But Say that with much more excitement. More, more importantly, it's my dad's birthday month. So, Say that more importantly, yes, that is so crazy. So, your dad what? and me, yeah, are on the same month, and then and you and my mom are yes. the same day. Oh my god, that is so crazy. Oh my Ew. god, divine <laughs> intervention. Oh, please don't. I'm just saying, <laughs> there are always all these extra, extra things, please, please get that out. all around. You, please. you feel to recognize please get the out. energy please please get out nice energy but i've ah. identified one more thing yeah energy 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 speaking mm-hmm. of energy actually my energy was very low this week i had a very interesting encounter but we live to learn <laughs> and then everything is a learning curve and it's very important that we all you know yeah let's just learn i we saw some people we went for Tixieland on sunday um and when yes. i tell you i played like a baby I was on a bouncy castle. I had fun. I had the best. Like, I had, literally, I think I went there with the mindset that I was going to enjoy myself. Yeah, it was quite fun. Shout out you know, to them. Yeah, shout out to Tix.Africa. I really had a nice time. I thought it was a good event that they really put together. Yes. Um, the, the vibe was nice. Yes. The environment was nice. We, you ran, know. we ran into familiar faces. Yes, we saw some of our listeners. Thank you guys for yeah. coming. On familiar faces, you guys, are, a fight could have broken out. Bottles could have been... No, not not with anybody. Can you just allow me just... Sorry, land dropping. Sorry, go on. It's fine. You've ruined it. Sorry. It's fine. You dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> I did not drop the ball. I was, cause I was trying to understand where you were going. You dropped the ball. That. Probably should call this episode dropping the ball. <laughs> this I, oh, I said this God. dropping the ball to him right before we started recording. And now it's like the phrase of the episode. Wow. I, I, I don't understand. Anyway, this month is Lung Cancer Awareness Month. It mm. is also National Diabetes Month, which is actually on the rise now. So please, 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 people, check your blood sugar. It's very important. Um, another thing that is also um, becoming a little bit more evident in our generation, though, kidney um, issues. Mm. And sadly, what was the other one? Shit, that skipped my mind. Fuck. And I saw this. Th- yeah, stroke. Stroke. Oh. Yeah, so um, these are things that in the past we didn't really think could affect young people, but we're starting to see the, those now. So, yeah, we need to be careful. And then on a very light note, it's also Sweet Potato Awareness Month. I love me some sweet potato, yeah. yo. And it's cheaper than Irish potato. So I feel like I feel like that is one of the 
um Little treasures of, of life. life. No, yeah. for real, because how? Why? Why is it cheaper than Irish potato? And it is sweeter. Well, for me, it's very OMG. important to me because in our area, that's where we grow. Like sweet potatoes. That's what we're known for. In fact, eh. I, yeah, I just got a bag now. So for fresh sweet potato. The only thing I don't like about like potatoes is that they spoil so easily. Yeah, but you know, there's always a TikTok hack that shows you how to make food last longer. You should look for the one for sweet potatoes. They'll probably say rub it in toothpaste and put Everywhere. it in your fridge. <laughs> so I only buy sweet potato like when I know I'm about to eat it for ah, sure. All right. Yeah. yeah. And I don't buy too much because I've learned the hard way. Yeah, that's what. So I don't know how you're going to like keep all these when sweet I, potatoes. When I, I told the chef that I was buying it and he was like, bro, hmm. it will spoil. I was Bruh. like, boy, it's cheaper to just, it's like, oh God. It's a spoil. <laughs> yeah. So my advice, if you did not know, TikTok. if you don't know about this, just sweet potatoes spoil very easy. Yeah, they do. They do. So yeah, my AP for the week. Sorry, Dolly. I thought you said you didn't have an AP. Yeah, I I don't have an AP, which is my AP for the week. <laughs> my AP for this week is that I don't have any AP for this week. Let everybody do what they want, please. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Do I'm what so thou wilt. Right, I okay. am so done. That is too funny. Yeah, so do what that will. Okay, I'm very, very tired. Oh, very, God, very that tired. is too funny. Oh, yeah. And the CBN changed the Naira. I hope you guys saw that. And now Naira is now on 850 at parallel market to dollar. So, shout out to all of you that are still paying foreign school fees or trying to leave oh, the country. More. more grease to your elbows. <laughs> but I'll leave you all with this. If after all we have seen in these eight years, some of you still believe you want to vote for a certain candidate. Is fine at this point because we're all suffering together. But if you think that you you didn't suffer in these eight years and you think you know whatever, fine. I guess that's democracy, right? Yeah. It is. Oh, it is my brother. It is what it is. You guys, I just wanted to give a shout out to Black Sheriff. I really like Black Sheriff, you guys. Of I really I like him. Please, if you know him, please tell him to come to Lagos and come on the pod. <laughs> I feel like you know something. I I don't know why. Yeah. I think I listened to. Not like a lot of his songs. I think I was just watching some of these songs all over, like over and over again. Yeah. That Soja song stays. Yeah. You banger. know something though I realized about Black Sheriff? It's what? like someone made a point that if you listen to his music, it's clear that Black Sheriff has, and if you look at him, he has experienced some things. Mm. And I was like, actually, yes. If is you look, if you see, his, if you look in his eyes. Yeah. You will see that he has seen he has seen some things. No, mm. it's it's like even the way he 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 um puts so, his music yeah. across. Like it's from a I believe of, what he's saying. It's from a point. You know I believe what he's saying. It's like very passionate. he has seen some things, and I can't like I don't know what to say. I feel like it's like see life is just very different for so many people oh yeah, yeah. and yeah i don't know i pray that he makes it i really pray that he becomes bigger than he ever thought was possible like so that i just wanted to just give it because it's i really you guys time. i really love i love i love black sheriff i love black it's sheriff. it's it's with time i love black sheriff. anyway that's just a side note um so someone sent us a message um, actually, this might have come in last week, but um, let me read it anyway. Hey, guys, the freaking writer is here again. First of all, I won the Tixieland giveaway. Okay. Whoop, whoop, and I want to thank Ruth to 
road to 30. Appreciation goes to Dolzik. <laughs> also, I want to thank my friends for all the support. Thanks Ooh. to my parents and all who supported me throughout this hustle. Hello, actually, thanks, guys. Thank you for supporting and participating. Yeah, awesome. it means a lot. So, to the last writer from last week. So, I think he's talking about the person that spoke about um, being in this relationship. Or the one with his babe. Yeah. yeah. I want to say the best thing for you is to break up, which I agree. Because, well, let me not say I agree, but I, I get. Because <clears throat> I personally feel you haven't moved past the fact that she cheated and you're just in the relationship out of pity. Ooh, that's painful. It's not fair to the both of you. Yeah. Yeah. I had my first phone after SS3. So he's talking about our social media episode. I had my first phone after SS3 because my dad was that kind of man. Until you finish secondary school, LOL. But I was mostly in boarding house. Then we had landlines and we used to communicate then in primary school. Yeah. Nokia actually fumbled the bag. Yeah. Yes. Apple can try, but they can't have the so- they can't have the sauce that BlackBerry had. Which is why BlackBerry messed up like when they what? sold BBM to like where they basically allowed like Apple to be able to have oh. you could have yeah, but it's it not me- this thing. It was never about the software. What do you mean? No, the software? no like I'm I'm agreeing with you. Like BlackBerry thought it was about the software, but it wasn't. People just what wanted, do you mean the software? The like the BBM thing that they could move around, but people just wanted to have a phone called the BlackBerry. I think that's what it was. No, no, no. I think it was about like I think that the BBM. I feel like the moment they saw BBM, yeah, I feel like it was the beginning of the end. No, I'm agreeing with you. I'm yeah, just saying okay. like that part of the hype of the whole BlackBerry thing was the physical phone that was actually a BlackBerry. The physical phone and the exclusivity. Yeah. And I feel like they should have continued to build on that because that's why a lot of people buy phones now. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? A lot of people buy iPhones because of the I don't know how to explain the Appleness of it. Of course. It's the reason why an Apple fan would probably not buy a Samsung. Yeah. The same thing with me. Like, if I had, like, if I had the opportunity, I would prefer to get like an iPhone. Because, you know, even if the Samsung is more expensive, I don't yeah. give a shit. Like, you know what we're always saying that if if Samsung likes, yeah, I don't care. Gone. But and it's the same thing with Isaac as well. I don't give Isaac has had, I remember when Isaac told me he was giving, is it an ex that time? No, I bought it, I gave it out. Hey, he bought it and he, and I was like, what do you mean you gave it out Bro, for I me? Can't, I can't use I, I don't get that, but Isaac is a Samsung guy. Like, true and true. Do you, you get, cut my blood. Sa- you <laughs> see Samsung coming Samsung out. Coming out. <laughs> Isaac is a Samsung guy as well. So I like feel like Blackberry should have continued to build on that keep on doing the things that would now mm. would have had the three different oh apple oh yeah, blackberry but oh but anyway it's well that bag. anyway keep on rocking. apple can't try but they can't have the sauce blackberry had i think yeah. i kind of agree yeah. there were blackberry theme parties yeah i remember a bow to party where the ticket was you presenting your boat <laughs> you see that's a thing imagine just then phones were 50k big that's money then yeah that's a mm-hmm. thing then on Twitter we'll be doing RT for RT, <laughs> retweet for retweet, greeting everyone good morning and every time. Oh, I miss those days. Really? I do. Twitter was more fun then. Twitter wasn't as toxic as it is now. Well, do you get well? And every time it's someone's birthday, we change our avis to the person's picture. I don't think I did that. I I did. Hannah Montana made turning sixteen a thing. Yes. The pressure is getting worse. Uh, Thank you for That's one of those internet in. slangs I hate. Pressure I love is, it. Pressure is getting No, but the pressure... Up. Isaac, you know the reason I sometimes I say... I when you hear of dollar B, it's the pressure not getting worse. Oh, it's actually too much. Bruh, it's getting worse. People are actually suffering, man. But hey, 
Hey, right? Hey, ho. We'll be fine. Mm. We'll be fine. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, quick, quick thing I should say, guys. So today was very, actually, was very, very important for me. Aside from episode 170 and all that, I saw my primary school best friend Ooh. for the first time in 17 years today. Damn. And it wasn't awkward. Today? Yeah, today we, we had like breakfast together. Oh, that's and so cute. Yeah, it was... It was very beautiful. So shout out to you because he listens as well. Oh, uh, shout out to you. Yeah, it was just a reminder that, man, this life, life thing, man, it changes a lot. It changes a lot. But yeah, yeah. So that put me in a little bit of a good mood. So please go and, re- go and reach out to your friends that, uh, you know, that you can still reach out to. Mm-hmm. Wow, you can. It's very important, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not every day. Cut people off. You know, I see for my days. Yes, we have a very bad attitude as a generation. You think so? Yeah, every small thing. Oh, I'm cutting people off for my mental health. Okay. Mm, now you're 45 I mean, and alone. But anyway. I agree and disagree. Fuck it. I agree and disagree. Fuck it. All right, let's go. Yeah. Okay. Um. So today, um, I thought it would be good to talk about money. I have been reading Psychology of Money. Hmm. Um, which is so good, you guys. Um, again, shout out to Tosi. You guys should really buy Money that Africa Tosi. Buy the book. For recommending the book. We should add an affiliate link on Jumia and Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a very good recommendation and yeah. a very good way of understanding money and our behavior, behaviors of money. Yeah. And I was telling Isaac that I cannot believe that we've never actually spoken about this. I mean, we've, we've done financial literacy episodes, yeah. but we've never actually spoken about money itself itself and our attitude towards money simply because we don't have no but even if you don't have yeah there's a certain attitude you have towards money mm-hmm. do you understand mm-hmm. and you know a lot of people and this is something i've learned from um reading this book mm-hmm. a lot of people assume that being able to save money yeah is um is based on how smart you are right yeah. or, or this person is smart that's why they are rich or this yeah. person is and it doesn't have anything to do with that at all. Like m- the way you spend money, the way you handle money is, you know, based off like it's a whole completely separate thing. Yeah. It's based off your experiences. It's yeah. based off of you know a lot of things like yeah. put together. The generation you grew up in just is some total of all of those things yeah. adds to how you handle money, the way you handle money. Yeah. Like I'll give an example. You see some people who they grew up poor. Yeah. And now, like, there is... So let's say maybe they'll go into different routes. You might either meet... Maybe they'll get... Get get money. Yeah. And then they just want to buy everything that they never bought. Yeah. Or... They will get money yeah. and they just want to. Like there is a fear of losing that money again. Yeah. That they are now like completely watchful with how they spend the mm-hmm. money. Or, right? or, or they get money mm-hmm. and then they still preach things like, oh, I wash my clothes with my hands. Exactly. Yes. Like being still wanting to like. Or there are millionaires who still fly business. I'm sorry. Economy. economy exactly. And know. the thing is, what I under, what I liked about the book is that you can't really blame people for their experiences because their experience is their experience. Yeah, Even true. in terms of the things that we invest in, right? The book made me understand that it's also based off your experience. Like he said, people that were born in and 
please don't quote me because yeah, I'm not, yeah. I can't exactly remember where, but he was saying people that were born in a certain time period Quota, when stocks were doing well, yes. right, would be more inclined even up until now to invest in stocks. Yes. Right. People that were born in a certain time. And it made me think about our own generation that what is that? And I realized that, oh, we hear Bitcoin now. Everybody's doing Bitcoin now, uh-huh. crypto, things like that. Whereas our own parents might be nervous about it because this is new. Like, it's unregulated. Nobody yeah. really... Like, to them, it might be, like, not a smart decision. Yeah. They might still be more inclined to do the stocks thing or things like that because I that's think. what they are used to. Meanwhile, our generation yeah. is bent on that, like, because they know how people I mean, can yeah, gain but, from that. But at the end of the day, man, we don't have the bulk of the wealth. It's still with the older generation, so... What does that mean? No, like basically the bulk of wealth ownership like the, how do i explain this money is just with our parents generation okay so what does that mean in like in, in regards to this conversation because uh, because we have one one thing though the, yeah the long and short is that wealth takes time that's, it the, does. that's the most important thing it but does then also it's like some financial lessons are tried and trusted right so all these bitcoins and co they are a generational thing right now, but they are not yet tried and trusted, which is why the wealth from it is still not sustainable. I don't know. It's, it's not yet wealth. It's just like a stopgap of money. Like some people made money, some people lost money, but true wealth and all that stuff. But doesn't that apply to like everything else? Like yeah, some, yeah, people, yeah, like it some does. people will lose money from stocks. Some people will gain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some but what I'm will, saying is yeah. like the bulk of money, like yeah. the bulk of wealth, yeah. people who really have money is mainly in real estate and stocks. I mean, yeah. yeah, like I'm not saying that those things are um, irrelevant. No, no, they're you not. Because like, they are not. I'm just saying that, like, in understanding the book, it's like saying that there are all these, these are the reasons yeah, why yeah, people yeah. do the things they do. It's tried and, tre- and tested because for a long time, we've yeah. known of these people doing this. A time will come when future generations, people might be making money from Bitcoin, but something new might pop up where oh, yeah, they might yeah, feel course. like, yeah, but us will be like, oh, more, I don't know about that too. Yeah, I mean, Do you no, understand? There, because there, there are new ways of making money. Yeah. Have you seen the amount, the amount of money in human trafficking? Bro. <laughs> oh my Jesus. What is wrong with this guy? Like, I don't Bro, that's a, that's a very lucrative right, right, right. industry. Anyway. Just saying. In the book, he gave an example of two guys. He started the book with giving an example of two guys. A man who was a janitor who... You know, lived a very simple life, had a very simple apartment, all of that, continued his job. When he died, he realized he had all these millions in his accounts. A janitor. Right? Yeah. And then, you know, again, they wondered how was it possible that he had all this money? Yeah. But it was, again, the way he saved his money, the way, and it, guys, it compounded over time. He saved yeah, for a very yeah. long time. Again, Compounding. he had all this money, but he didn't buy a big house, right? Yeah, but time, he didn't time, buy a big time, house. time is usually your friend, though. Yeah. But he, you see him. Um, on this money thing, before we even talk about our experiences, right? Yeah. I'm still trying to understand, like this guy now, for instance, this janitor yeah. that died with that much money. Yeah. What value, what, what was now the value of having that much money? I mean, he gave janitor? it to his kids. 
Do you understand what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, but remember what I was saying about fuck my kids because I mean. Yeah, but so it's so. Uh, but <laughs> for you, for him, I guess in his own mind was maybe he wanted to leave something behind for the people that came after. It's a crazy thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I get it. Maybe it's, that was his own his own way um, of his own back. way of of you know that was his own mindset. Yeah. And then they, he gave another example of this really rich guy okay. who was so smart. Like literally, he made money from this company or whatever yeah. that he had started yeah. but who spent money like ridiculously yeah like literally could throw away like like you know like wads of hundred dollar bills oh, using okay. it for like the most ridiculous like the most ridiculous things uh-huh. and went broke eventually so not so this guy was smart it's not like he wasn't smart i mean he made yeah. this money because he started this company he earned the money yeah but his attitude towards the money, the yeah. way he handled the money, he wasn't spent, he do, using it wisely and yeah. he went broke. So you have these two people and then he, you wonder. So that's why it makes you know that it doesn't have anything to do with smarts per se. Yeah, 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 it doesn't. <laughs> so maybe I guess now we could talk about our um, experience with money. You see, uh, for me, I think the, the biggest lesson I've learned with money, right, mm-hmm. was that... I can't remember where I saw the video. It's quite funny. So this guy puts out his hand mm-hmm. and then he says like the biggest conception people have is they always focus on how much money they actually make, not how much money they actually keep. And since mm. I saw that video, my life changed because mm. it doesn't matter how whether you make 50 million or yeah. you make 500 million. Mm-hmm. It matters what you actually keep at the end of the day, right? Yeah. And then you see all these basic things like, oh my God, um, pay yourself first and all that is actually true. For me, with money. Sorry, I wanted to say yeah. that like I, I agree with what you said because that's something that was also discussed in the book. Yeah. That getting being able to get money and being able to keep money are two completely different skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And I don't know, maybe I would... Uh, do you have an except? I think I do because I, I had sent it to um, Oga <laughs> a while ago. Yeah, I had sent it to him because I've just been taking screenshots of the book and sending it to him anytime I see something anyway, interesting. Anyway, um, Let me see if I that, can find it. While you look for that. So the, the thing is, for me, I see it as it's always been about how much money you keep. And then I think I've mentioned it before from when we were young, mm-hmm. my, my dad really taught us about money. Right, not so much about you know how to make it, but what's you your relationship it? with money? I haven't found it yet. What's your relationship okay. with so money? So my now? relationship with money is that I understand that it is a tool, and I understand that it is about how much I keep. Mm. Right. So my relationship with it right now is is good. It's good. I've gone through different spells in life where initially I wanted to get as much as I can, but then mm-hmm. you realize that that's actually very unhealthy because you actually don't know what to do with it. So it now boils on you to actually learn, okay, what do I actually want to do if I had this much money? And then I'll give another example. Let me, sorry, before I give you an example, how did you like, what did you grow up thinking about money? Like before you even had any of your own? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, the family we came from, it was always a tool, right? So uh, my parents didn't really grow up wealthy. At least my dad, he didn't grow up wealthy. He mm-hmm. came from a very modest family. Yeah. So by the time he got money, he he knew what it took to get it. Mm-hmm. And he put that in, in us very early. So from a young age, he taught us how to save. Mm-hmm. From a young age, he taught us how, like, he always used to say that I may not be able to give you everything you want in life, but all the ones you need, I can actually give. Right. Okay. And 
that was what he put in us about money. So it was always like, this is something that you should not f- spend your entire life trying to just accumulate, but ensure that you have enough to cover the things you need, right? Ensure that when you actually see this thing, it's not something that is driving you, but instead you are driving it. So You, you learned know, that from when you were a kid. Yeah, from when I was a That's kid. That's mad Yeah, I mentioned it now. Like when we, were, when we were younger, my dad used to buy stocks for us back in the day from when we were like very young. Right. Yeah. And it was always about like, oh, because I remember we asked him like, bro, what am I meant to do with like a banking stock or all this UAC foods kind of things? Like mm-hmm. I'm a child. I don't mm-hmm. need it. But he'll be like, no, 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 no. One day you'll see the value, you know, you just be patient, blah, blah. So he, he got us into this thing where I don't know if you remember when we we're growing up, Punch, mm-hmm. used, Punch used to have um, crosswords at the back. Yeah. And yeah. then in Punch as well, those days they used to write out like stock prices in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. So the way he brought us up w- with money was like, okay, mm-hmm. you may not understand this thing yet, but mm-hmm. just understand this game that if you see the price today is low, eh? Or if the price today is more than the price you saw yesterday, just bring your savings and just give to me. Like bring instead of putting it in Kolo with your mom, just give it to me. We'll do something with it. So from then, it was always like a thing of, okay, this is something that can be used to make something more in the future. I don't know what that more is now. I never understood it, but I just knew that it made more sense to put it somewhere than to leave it in a colo. That's interesting. And then from that, from that, from that like mindset growing up, he also started to teach us things like, okay, see, everybody is driving Benz, but we, we may not be able to drive the Benz now. But remember, that thing that we already said we're going to look at in like 10, 15 years, you never know where it will be. And that's all so kind of interesting. And, and I think that's very smart that he yeah, did Yeah, it, it was, but I was irritated as a kid because I wanted to spend money. I wanted to buy yeah, bread. Yeah, but which money? Like, you didn't no, have it. I didn't have a so lot, but you know I when your to, uncles yeah. give you 100 yeah, naira? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or when your dad says, okay, uh, today, this one, that one, um, let's go to Mr. Bix and buy something. Mm-hmm. And then they give you maybe 500 and they say, I don't spend it all my dad actually always told us never to spend it all so he might say okay let's go to mr bix and he will give all of us maybe back then 500 was a lot mm-hmm. 501k mm-hmm. but he will say this money try not to finish it but enjoy yourself i like that and I since really, then really it like just that. always you know that was i the, really the, really like the that relationship we had with money I, I i didn't my parents never um discussed money with us hmm. which never not really i mean for me growing up like i always felt like we were okay do you understand yeah i didn't even feel like we were rich but i felt like we we're doing i mean i feel like we we're doing pretty good i felt like we we're middle class you know kind of i went yeah. to a good school i went to good schools um you know my if i wanted to go to amusement the thing is I guess even me as a child, yeah. I wasn't like particularly demanding of certain things. Yeah. For me, there were a lot of things. There were certain things that would keep me satisfied. Yeah. If I, if I had books, right? <laughs> no, for real. If I had books, yeah. if I could watch my cartoons, yeah. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, I feel I, you I wasn't, maybe every now and again, oh, you take us. And the thing about it is, so we had certain experiences that I didn't have to ask for it. Yeah. So my mom... Um, gave us the opportunity to learn how to swim. Yeah, I didn't ask for it, but okay. <laughs> she yeah. would say we're going to the to shell club. Yeah, then okay, <laughs> sure. Um, well, that, you pool know, was big, oh. um, oh yeah, and I can swim the whole. 
you know that's why i learned how to sing sorry uh, yes yeah, so, um so <laughs> <Jolly> she <Phelps. laughs> she we learned that whenever you know they wanted to keep us entertained yeah we'll go to amusement park yeah. so i didn't have to ask for these things we so, traveled do you understand yeah i wasn't asking for it we traveled yeah. okay we have it's nice we're, yeah. we're going to london hey we're going to this place hey yeah. you know sometimes my mom will say okay pick what you want to get can only get one thing i mean i didn't feel the need to ask for more do you understand? Mm. I mean, it would be nice if we, if I could get mm. any of these other you know, things. Yeah. But if that's what you're giving me, I mean, okay. <laughs> you know what's interesting, actually, yeah. now that you mentioned this? Mm-hmm. When we were growing up, right? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say now I see that my parents weren't transparent with money in terms of earnings. Mm-hmm. But in terms of what we had, like in terms of what we the kids had, they always made it clear to us. Like, for instance, anytime we travel or do anything, my dad would be like, Iye tani lele you. Like, that's your budget, That's all we right? have, yeah, And yeah. he would always say, e try, kasha amun loli. So mm. it's like, no matter how much, right? I, I remember every time we travel, we'd be like, okay, you, this is your own budget, this is your own, should I give you cash? I'll say, no, just give us to spend, right? But at the end of the day, he'll be like, this is what you have, but we must still go home with something. So yeah. from then, we we never really thought about it as budgets, and we just always knew that we still had to go home with something, no matter what, right? Yeah. So that yeah. was like the relationship that we had with money yeah. growing up. I think the thing about it is my mom doused us in so much experiences mm. that the the money aspect itself. I don't know how to explain it, but like you know, we 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 ha- we have all these different. You know, that's the one thing I can, you know, one of the things that I can give my mom, like, credit, you know, credit for. Oh, we went to music school. We went to, we traveled. Oh, yeah, yeah, Whenever yeah, we traveled, yeah, yeah. we didn't just um stay in the house or go to parks. Yeah. My mom would take us to maybe, because I think she too, she also had this desire to learn about all these things. Yeah. So all these different places, like we'll go to Tower of London, Madame Tussauds, the, like whatever, wherever we went to, we always went to all these places where there was like a learning opportunity. So mm, if there was one sense. thing she gave us, it was just so much experiences yeah. that, and then she would buy us clothes Again, like I wasn't very, maybe there were certain toys I would look at and I'll be like, oh, I want it. But honestly speaking, I was just a book. Me and book. That was what Story book. Happy. In fact, we went to Toys R Us once and it was a book I bought was, from Toys just, R Us. Like, pathetic. oh that my days. That is pathetic. So, I didn't feel the need to ask for so many things. And you know, my dad as well, when we were growing up, some of these little, little things, like maybe he would give us money here and there, the money yeah. I could use it to go and buy biscuits. <laughs> you get? <laughs> to be honest, like, so okay. okay. Like sometimes maybe I'll ask, I want to buy a biscuit. He will give me the money to go and buy the biscuits. Yeah. He will give me the money to go and, you know, so I didn't grow up. Yes, we had the whole piggy bank. Yeah. I mean, there was a, I guess I, they were saying something about put money inside, yeah. save it. But there wasn't any real lesson about oh, what that means. So yeah, we kept sit inside the column for a while but then you break it <laughs> take it you, you know that, that's actually interesting for my yeah. parents the, for, for when we were growing up the colo was actually like a mini family competition so every oh, okay. december before we travel to the village we now come everybody let's now see come. who has more oh, yeah open your colo like and if, then i feel like if they did that for us like it would have been nice like because i feel like that would have been like a way to like Mm. really train you know, it's, it's the saving habits true because a lot of these things right is now that and as an adult that i'm like hmm, okay that's what was there because even all through uni and everything my brother and i would always talk about mm. like money in terms of 
how much did you like how much came in this year how much do you still have what are your plans and all those kind of things and it stems it goes back to these things because whoever had the most co- uh, money in their colo at the end of the year still got more money like that was the reward yeah right yeah, so yeah, yeah. and then also i think i mentioned on the pod how in terms of academics as well they, my dad always believed in rewarding like that was mm-hmm. his way of showing that okay hard work would be rewarded financially yeah right yeah. so all those little lessons are the things that really shaped our sort of relationship with money Omo, because us, we didn't have that. Ah, from a like, young age. I mean, I remember my dad coming back one day and saying something about, oh, he had gotten no shares. I didn't really understand what that meant. To be honest, those shares now, I don't know. We don't know where they are. <laughs> I mean, now that I now understand what it means, yeah. I'm like, bro, we should have a lot of money, right? But Omo, I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. I don't know what's going on with that. Bro. But I would say that we didn't really grow up with a lot of knowledge about money. And me, particularly, I didn't necessarily, like I, like I said, like I wasn't very demanding over certain things, you know. Um, mm. because as long as I had certain things, like I was okay. And the little things that I would ask for yeah. um here and there, for the most part I got it. Maybe every now and again, maybe I'll say, Oh, I want to buy this food. Mom see will say no, okay. It just felt like okay, she doesn't want to buy it for us right now. It didn't feel like, mm. oh, I don't have enough money to spend here. Like yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. have that understanding because yeah. in my own mind, yeah, it right, was just like always. We were there. always traveling. We were always everything doing you needed this. was there. Everything I needed was mm. there. So if she said no, yeah, it felt more like she was being mean. Yeah, than, than oh maybe I don't have this amount of money right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't know. Well, now that I even think about it, like it affected like a lot of the ways in which even my family dynamic. Because anyway, I don't want to go too yeah, deep into yeah. that, but. Um, I guess as, and even when I traveled to the UK for the first time, you know, when I traveled to the UK, that was my first experience of, okay, my mom is now giving me like pocket money. Yeah. Right. And it just was like, oh, wow. Okay. I have all this money to spend. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. If the money should finish in one week, I wasn't asking for more. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. Not really. Except if I needed something. And I think that was also another thing because maybe I didn't used to ask like that. You weren't. You know, I didn't like feel like I just felt like okay, what I got was what I got. You know, mm. I think some of the things that affected me, um, I I never really wanted to be at anybody's mercy. That's just money. one thing in terms of money. In terms of like, if a guy, if I like, I I didn't, and it's still it's still till now. Do you understand? Yeah. It still affects the way I, I I do. You know, I'm not one of those people that um expects guys to just give me money. Yeah, I don't have. You know it. I don't have that kind of attitude. You know, I've never, that, I've never had it on this thing, right? Yeah, I have the opposite experience. So because yeah. of the way I grew up with yeah. money, right? Yeah. I have a very like I find it very difficult to waste money, like just okay. to spend money frivolously, right? Yeah. And what I notice is that in past relationships, my partners were always like. I feel like you should spend more on me, but I always looked at it from the angle of. But this doesn't really make any sense. And I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, when when in the past, when my partners have said things like, oh, I want to buy this thing, for instance, mm-hmm. hair or wig or something that is 200K. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I get that you want to buy 200K, but I cannot justify as where I am in life right now, spending yeah. that much money on you, yeah. right? Or yeah. even, oh, let's go out for dinner. I want to spend 100K. It's like... We are not there yet. I get that it's something that everybody will say, oh, this is, you know, relationship goals. But I can't do that. So I think there there has always been this thing where 
in a way in past like relation even around some of my friends as well it's always been like bro why don't you just spend it like you get even in uni as well it's like oh well you're an international student let's go clubbing let's do all this and it's like well maybe not mm-hmm. maybe not so I, I get where you're coming about like yeah, not like, asking I, men I, for I, I money don't, and I, but I feel like that is rooted in a whole completely other experience than than anything I, I just never have felt the need to I think there's always been this understanding that whatever I had was what I had and mm. and and there was I don't I don't know if I should even call it contentment because I don't think it's contentment per se yeah I think it's more so I don't know what to call it because I don't have a great relationship with money. All of this yeah. might sound like I have a good relationship with yeah. money, but I really don't. I am, I have a very bad experience with money. In fact, a bad relationship with money. I feel like I don't even, like when I heard of, I think you're the one that told me that when you went, when we're in the UK and stuff, you traveled a lot, yeah. did all those things. Is now, that I think back and I'm like, why didn't I do that? Mm. I feel like for whatever reason, yeah. maybe because again, like maybe I, 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 I can't tell you what the reason is, yeah. but for me, and I think is also part of my homebody type, home whatever type, I just feel like, let me just get everything I can get in this house right now to enjoy myself. Mm. If that means um, getting money, using my money to buy baking stuff or yeah. using my money to buy to go to the cinema if i want to go to the cinema right now yeah. or if i wanted to go to a particular restaurant or buy like a particular type of food yeah. or if i wanted you know i don't know like I, mean, I, mean I, n- I never spent my money which is so weird because yeah, I, I had I mean, a lot of experiences growing up yeah. so you would think that you i would, would continue, be, I would now continue that. that but interesting i don't have, have a question did you ever have like a phase in your life where you were like budgeting like this is how much comes in this is what goes to this 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 and this no not on not until like like let me just say when i go back from nige mm. not until in my, my 20s okay like so that, that's I, interesting so a yeah. lot of a lot of like the and a lot of the money that passed through you in your like yeah. late teens early 20s yeah it's just like you can't really account for a lot of it, right? Not really. Like, I feel like if whatever it was that I felt I wanted in that moment, At, yeah, it was it what was I was done. going to get. If I had the money, I'll get. If I didn't have the money, then I didn't have the money. Mm, when I now get the money, if I, know. it is what I need right now. I never yeah. was thinking about it in a, there wasn't any foresight. Yeah. Do you fair, understand? Fair, fair, it was fair, more fair. so, let me use the money that I have I, right I, now to spend on what I want right now. That, that's actually fair because for me, I, I, I think I have the same. Mm-hmm. Although the difference was a little bit of like the, I mean, I knew, I knew better, but I didn't really do better a lot of the time. Right. So the, I'm thinking back to my like, you know, late teens, early twenties, mm-hmm. a lot of the money. Yes. I can say, okay, I did save this. I did do this. I did do that. But what I spent it on, I cannot actually, like the ones I actually spent, I can't actually account for. It's, it's, it's actually it really something. sucks. Yeah, it because, sucks because it really now sucks, we need yeah. money. <laughs> no, 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 for real. Okay, but let's, it let's, really, really sucks. Let, let's talk about now, though. See, let now. me tell you now. I still have... Let me tell you something. Management has been helping me a lot yeah. with saving my money because management is a very special being. Like, I mean... <laughs> Wala for he, is, he is one of those people Wala. I have never... He's Like, when I tell you, he saves 
aggressively. I've never, been, and, I've never and understood that. What is so funny is yeah. he's always been like that from what I understand. Mm, mm. It's no issue for him yeah. to save like... It's almost like second nature. Yeah. It's like as soon as any money that enters his hand, nah, 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 be it 5,000, be it 2K, he will save something from that money. Yeah, I mean, and then the thing about it is when you now see him, you know, oh, he can buy stuff for himself or he can invest in buying like, oh, some nice perfume because he loves his perfumes, you know. Buy some nice perfumes, buy some nice this thing, buy some nice... You will see him like, it's like, oh yeah, the but. He, I don't even know how to explain it. It always seems like he has money, but like he's just saved so yeah, well. Mean, that 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 that's actually a good. You thing know, though. it's it no, it's that's very good. good. And good he's been trying to get me to his help. He's been helping me save. When I tell you, if there's if there's any, most of the arguments we've had this year is about, about money. It's about wow. money because he will tell me like, yeah. oh god, I'll give you a good example. Yeah. When I got my bonus from... Yeah, yeah, the one a couple weeks ago. Yeah, like, um, I got this maybe end of September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or end of September, beginning of October. I got this bonus from work. It was a nice bonus. Do you understand? A nice one. This man told me to save everything. I mean, yeah, why not? Why won't When I tell you... I was like, what? Actually, because in my mind, first of all, let me tell you, the, the bonus was a surprise. Like I told, yeah, yeah. I think I mentioned it on the pod, like it came as a surprise. Yeah, yeah. So in my mind, I was like, oh, my, ah, I can use some of this money to, I mean, yes, save, of course. Yeah. But I wasn't expecting that he was going to say I should save you. everything. I have a question for you. When, when money, when you randomly come into money, like this kind of bonuses, what do you do? Well... <laughs> I mean, like I, like, I, like, I, like, I, like I said, like I said, you know, I'm, yeah. I've always been that kind of person um that would just spend the money on whatever i wanted right now do you understand yeah so when money like that came into my hand and i think now as an adult it's harder now because it feels like there are all these other things to take care of like so sometimes it'll be like ah finally i can maybe i don't know buy foil or i can use the money to repair something in my car that maybe I've been wanting to repair for a while yeah. and I didn't ha- maybe have the funds to do so. So instantly, like I'm just thinking of all this, my mind doesn't particularly go to like, oh, let me keep some money aside. Mm, but I mean, I'm learning, you understand? Yeah. It's still like an argument all the time, which is why I even appreciate his patience with that because I think he understands you that know what? me and money, we are not, the way I handle it, you know, so I have been able to save more this year than I ever have. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. He's been keeping me accountable. That's a good thing, and this is also why I have this agenda that if you see your girlfriend saving account, savings account, you won't buy that wig for her. And I stand on this any day, any day, any time. And do you know how I always test this? Mm. Whenever a babe says, "Okay, please buy me this," right? Send her the money and see if she buys it. I'll be damned if she buys it because they usually know the value of this money. But they just it's just money is better when somebody else's when it's somebody else's, right? That's why I mean, we're always yeah. looking for how to leverage other people's money. <laughs> but on the on the money thing though, looking at it now as adults, what's what's I mean, you've said yours. I think for me, my relationship with money now is more like I'm learning that it is never going to be enough. 
never going to be enough never. because especially in a country like ours where as they are saving every month is your savings that is saving you at the end of the month no to be very honest Bro. to be very so very honest it's 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 actually very it's actually very mad now because you now now i'm not learning about uh, um earnings about how much actually comes in so i think i've i've gotten the part of how much to actually keep but now it's about increasing how much actually enters so that you actually keep more but it's not it's not really been easy though because no. i'm finding also mm-hmm. now that adults and there's always one of that there thing. is always something there is always there is one always, thing always and always sometimes life is just so hard that you're like let me do something for myself and apart from that like we're not earning the earning in nigeria is you know we don't earn a lot we don't right so you can't a lot of times it's hard to you know it's hard to understand like ah, speaking of bills somebody just sent me a bill now for god's sake fifty eight thousand five hundred. there you go wow like i'm a salary now Ah. for god's sake you know especially when you're earning a small amount of money it's like how do i save from this money when i don't have like like there's so many things to take care of yeah how do you save let's say you're earning 50k how do you save from that how transportation is already how it feels like you need how every sweet. penny how but sweet. you know something that i'm also learning with with you know saving is yeah. that you should still be one, able to save with 50k sadly yes something something because yes. i think one thing that i've understood is number one is still your money yes even if you are keeping it to one side yes it's still your money mm-hmm. it's, it's it can feel like a lot of times when, when management tells me to keep certain a certain amount of money aside it almost feels like it has been taken away from me yes yeah, like but i want to enjoy not, it now do you understand but yeah. it's not taken away from me yeah it's still my money yeah, but and it's, it's good to even look and see how much i have to even understand like wow well, i can't believe i saved this much mm. and when it comes in handy it's like wow like you know all this money i say that this time it has come in handy now mm. you understand you know I also i've also in in terms of even my own enjoyment yeah Right. And I think another thing is as small like you just said it will never be enough. Yeah. I think it's good to understand that because yeah. knowing that let's say I had fifty K. Yeah. And fifty K was not even going to be enough anyway. Yeah. Let me just say maybe twenty and live on the live 30. On 30 yeah. It was not going to be enough anyway. Anyway. Let right. me try and manage the thirty and see. And let me not let me just say this that I have I acknowledge that there's a certain privilege that I have in terms of there are certain things I don't need to worry about. Like rent. Like rents. Yes. I, I don't need to worry I, I about rent. Relate. Even with even with food. Because a lot of times I still buy some of my food stuff because my mom, the things that she eats sometimes is not it, it, sometimes oh. it can feel like the same thing over and over and uh, you see you like see. they're literally literally some of the things that are in my house. Rice, potatoes. Eba. About, like uh, Gary, yeah, and Amala, is there Amala? There's Amala now, you know, <laughs> and, and and maybe like yam, maybe maybe sometimes eggs, cause she can decide not to buy eggs. So wow. if she doesn't buy it, yeah. I'll buy it for myself. Yeah. Do you understand? And I can't be eating like me now and swallow. I don't like to be eating swallow like that. I so don't eat swallow. Last no. last, yeah. I buy some things for myself. But mm-hmm. if I was broke, broke. 
I can still manage. Last you know, last is to chop the rice every day. Actually, a you couple things. Me? Yeah, I feel you. A couple things. There was a time, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the pod, but there was a time in my life that I hit rock bottom in terms of being broke. Mm. And then I swore to myself, never again in life. Mm. Like, I literally had no money. None. Zero. Zilch. And I was hungry. Try. I didn't have food at home. This was in the UK, man. Aww. And I was like, never again. Never again. But, um... There was, a, there was something else I was going to say. Yeah, so when, when I was younger, there was this thing that my dad and I used to do mm-hmm. to he- encourage me to save. And then now, I see that there's one of these apps that does it. And I'm like, if only I had foresight. So when we're younger, right, my dad would do this thing where he would say, hmm, this money that you have, bring it. Then we'll look at the calendar together. And he'll say, like, like when it reaches this day I'll give you back and I always used to look at it like what are you trying to do give back my at money. least he was giving you back the money no but the, the, <laughs> the lesson there was actually in the fact that sometimes eh, just push money forward and then when that day comes you realize you don't need it you push it forward again yeah and then you just continue pushing just it forward. And then all of a sudden, you know that. Yeah, because now every I have this thing where I do every month, I pay myself for my birthday the following year. And then by the okay. time that comes, I'm like, oh, I have this money that I've saved in the last year. I don't need it yet. Push it again for another year and keep rolling it. Mm-hmm. And that's where it stemmed from. And it also helps me to, it's what I was asking you, like, what do you do when money just comes? Like, when money just comes to me like that now, although it doesn't happen anymore, sadly, all the uncles that will give you money now. <laughs> like, is it not now we need it? Why didn't they wait you. until... Like, literally, they didn't need to give me that. Uncles and aunties out All there, you could have now. waited like, until I was older. Well, like, uh, now, money doesn't even enter like that. But anytime, And then the money we got, my mom would just never give me back. Oh, no, those ones Like, were, that's her money now. Those ones are a funny story. I, I don't really have those experiences. My parents always used to put it in our color. That is good. Yeah, I, I wish my parents, you know... I mean, I don't... I'm not blaming them. You understand? Everybody, yeah. whatever. But I wish that they, they, they taught us about how to handle money. Even now, like, I've started saving towards experiences. Ooh, oh, oh, oh. Because the truth of the matter is, I don't even be experiencing things because like i said ah, the money just goes out now. we're bouncing on bouncing castle yeah <laughs> but what i what i mean is like a lot there's, of times like i said because i'm spending yeah. the money for right now yeah um there's a lot a, of times i never really go out and do stuff fair there's a video so, of me guys i was bouncing the bouncing castle and 30 seconds and i was shouting my knee you know i did the same thing i bounced first and my isaac knee. when i came out and i was panting isaac was saying yeah look at you look at you my knee could this man it. went on it my knee gave <laughs> so, out so funny <laughs> anyway but yeah like i started like saving towards i started saving towards like doing things for myself oh that's good um so that is separate Savings. Ah, welcome to the thing. club. You know, I, I, you know me. I've been right. an advocate of Jaye budget every month. Jaye budget. Jaye That's budget. That's exactly what it is. You need so, it. If not, you're just going yeah, to end it, up at fifty. And like yeah. you said, you can't account and for what you spent ex- money. And on. I want to spend money. I want to enjoy certain things. I want to enjoy like certain experiences. I want to go to certain restaurants and eat. Oh, do you understand what I'm saying? I want to go yeah. to set to do certain things, and I realize that like if I say I want to remove all that money from my account at a go, ah, or more, you feel it. it will, you will feel it, and it might be a waste actually. Yeah. But when you are actively saving towards it, yeah. you can even prepare for it. Yeah, and that's what I was saying last week. That the money I spent on food 
that was a lot. It came in two installments. Like that's yeah. how you do it. You like put money aside every month for two months' time to buy food. So Jai um, budget is very important. So very, yeah. very important. Uh getting money and keeping money. Um I wanted to read this story to you guys earlier, but um I think I can read it now. Yeah, but, go on. And well, I think the, it the was except, right? Yes. I yeah. think it's really good. In fact, if this doesn't inspire you to buy the book. <laughs> so he gives two stories. Free PR. Right? Um, let me start from the top. He says there are a million ways to get wealthy mm-hmm. and plenty of books on how to do so. Yeah. But there is only one way to stay wealthy. Yeah. Some combination of frugality yeah. and paranoia. Hmm. And that's a topic we don't discuss. Well, paranoia. Yes. Let's begin with a quick story about two investors, neither of whom knew the other, but whose paths crossed in an interesting way almost a century ago. So the story begins, Jesse Livermore was the greatest stock market trader of his day. Okay. Born in 1877, he became a professional trader before most people knew you could do such a thing. Oh. By age 30... He was worth the inflation-adjusted equivalent of $100 million. At that time or today? At that time. like So in today's money, yeah. that's like how much oh, it was. Oh, shit. By 1929, Jesse Livermore was already one of the most well-known investors in the world. Mm, goals. The, yeah. The stock market crash that, that year that ushered in the Great Depression cemented his legacy in history. More than a third of the stock market's value was wiped out mm-hmm. in an October 1929 week. Mm-hmm. Whose days were later named Black Monday, Black Tuesday, and Black yeah. Thursday. Side note: This is an example of people that experience this. Yeah, will probably not invest in stocks again. They would rather die. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so this is what he was saying about experience. It's just like me right now. If you bring your Ponzi scheme, thank to you. It's knife. And and I wanted to even it's bring knife. that that your pon- that thing <laughs> up again. You know yeah. when it happened, yeah. I rem- and you told me I first was said Isaac, I won't have thought that yeah. this would again. It goes to show it's not about being smart. Oh, it's not too. You understand? Anyway, um, more than... Okay, Livermore's wife, Dorothy, feared the worst when her husband returned home on October 29th. Reports of Wall Street speculators committing suicide were spreading across New York. Mm. She and her children greeted Jesse at the door in tears while her mother was so distraught she hid in another room screaming. Yeah. Jesse, according to biographer Tom Rubithon, stood confused for a few moments before realizing what was happening. Oh. He then broke the news to his family. That's... In a stroke of genius and luck, okay. he had been short the market. Oh, interesting. Betting stocks would decline. Interesting. You mean we're not ruined? Dorothy asked. No, instead. No, darling. I have just had my best... No, darling. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry I, I have just had my best ever trading day. Mm. We are fabulously rich. Yeah. And we can do whatever we like, yeah. Jesse said. Dorothy ran to her mother and told her to be quiet. In one day, Jesse Livermore made the equivalent of more than $3 billion. Mm, mm. He shot the market. During one of the worst months in the history of the stock market, yeah. he became one of the richest men in the world. Yeah. As Livermore's family celebrated their unfathomable success, yeah. another man wandered the streets of New York in desperation. Abraham Jamansky was a multimillionaire real estate developer who made a fortune during the roaring 1920s. As the economy boomed, he did what virtually every other successful New Yorker did in the late 1920s, bet heavily on the surging stock market. Uh, On October 26, 1929, the New York Times published an article that in two paragraphs portrays a tragic ending. Bernard H. Sandler, 
attorney of 225 Broadway, was asked yesterday morning by Mrs. Abraham Jamansky of Mount Vernon to help find her husband, yeah. missing since Thursday morning. Hey. Jamansky, who is 50 years old yeah. and an East Side real estate operator, was said by Sandler to have invested heavily in stocks. Sandler said he was told by Mrs. Jamansky that a friend saw her husband late Thursday on Wall Street near the stock exchange. According to her informant, her husband was tearing a strip of ticker tape into bits and scattering it on the sidewalk as he walked toward Broadway. And that, as far as we know, was, was the, the end of Abraham Jamansky. Wow. Here we have a contrast. The story is not over, you guys. Yeah. Here we have a contrast. The October 1929 crash made Jesse Livermore one of the richest men in the world. Mm -hmm. It ruined Abraham Jamansky, perhaps taking his life. Mm -hmm. But fast forward four years... And the stories cross paths again. After his 1929 blowout, Livermore, overflowing with confidence, made larger and larger bets. He wound up far over his head in increasing amounts of debt and eventually lost everything in the stock market. Interesting. Broke and ashamed, oh, yeah. he disappeared for two days in 1933. His wife set out to find him. Jesse L. Livermore, the stock market operator of 1100 Park Avenue, missing and has not been seen since 3 p.m. yesterday, the New York Times wrote in 1933. He returned, but his path was set. Livermore eventually took his own life. The timing was different, but Jamansky and Livermore shared a character trait. Yeah. They were both very good at getting wealthy yeah. and equally bad at staying wealthy. Yeah. Even if wealthy is not a word you'd apply to yourself, the lessons from that observation apply to everyone at all income levels. Yeah. Getting money is one thing. Yeah. Keeping it is, is another. another. You know somebody who is very good at staying wealthy? Who? Jay-Z. Yeah. If you think about how he started and where he is now. Jay-Z learned. Like, I feel like, because if we listen to like story of OJ and all, yeah. like it's clear that he knows that he's, he spent his first, um his first moments being, yeah, when he was still a drug dealer, when he was earning a lot of money, he used less this. I think he's been open about that. Yeah. He spent his money buying things that were unnecessary, buying chains, buying all these things, you know. And I think he, even in that song, he was reflecting about how he could have made more money if he was yeah. if he was wise enough to think about it Real in that way. Real know that. It, but I think for me, right, the, mm -hmm. the thing is, it's like the guy who saw the 2008 stock market um, stuff and shot the market mm -hmm. and, and made so much money. Mm -hmm. It's it's a crazy amount of luck, right? And you mentioned paranoia and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It it's true, but the the thing the only thing I have to say about that is like. It's not going to be everybody's story. No, you see, this is what We're I like. This is what this is what it. I like about yeah. the book. What I like about the book is. He makes it very clear that a lot of the people we look up to, he says even like people like Warren Buffett and people like Who, that. Who, by the way, became a billionaire late in life. Yes, people and also because like, from, according to me reading the book, he had been investing for a very long time. Yeah. For a very, very long yeah. time. I mean, literally since when he was a child. Yeah. And also like, so he had time on his side. Which is the That's biggest one. asset. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that people like he's there are certain decisions that maybe like certain how do I put it now? He made it clear that there is some amount of luck that comes into how a people can load. earn money. A shitload. Sometimes that people yeah. don't acknowledge. We might look at like he gave an example of Bill Gates, yeah. right? And about how Bill Gates He's this Microsoft company. How it was a one in a million thing in the sense that 
the school Bill Gates went to just so happened to have to be one of the only high schools in the world that had a computer. Yeah, of course not. Jo- and he just so happened to be born in that area. Just so happened to go to this is like a one in a million. You know, this, is, this is this is why they say like um poverty, right? Mm-hmm. Is actually a very dangerous thing because we always hear stories of grass to grace, but that's that's not. There is so many other like things the, that are involved. There is luck that comes into it, and I like what he also said about paranoia in a sense because yes, there's a certain level of it that is there in keeping. Yeah. Com- he gave examples of different companies that a oh, lot yeah, of yeah. like companies that started Look at, one way, yeah. Don't always and he, there was a company that you know he he I guess profiled in a sense that when they asked the person. Um, how have you been able to stay in business all this yeah. time? And the person said, Omo, is they always kept on thinking that they were going to run out of business. Yeah. And that idea I mean, we, that we've, we're always going to We've had a lot of big companies that have gone. You guys should look at Enron, for instance. Top yeah. of the world at some point and today is gone. Even these guys, um, Blackberry. The, that, I mean, world, I was about to mention, like, we just spoke about Blackberry. At some, point, at some point it was what everybody else would hell, talk look about. Look at the um Echo Bank. <laughs> no, not Echo, sorry, um Oceanic Bank. Mm-hmm. Like there's it's it's the the money thing, man, it's it's hard. To, yeah, and a lot of it, a lot of it has to do with luck, really. But when it comes to experiences, right? There's just something I want to point out. You guys should look at how many wealthy people in there. How many wealthy people less than forty are self-made in Africa and in the rest and in America, for instance? And you see how much an environment plays into this wealth thing, because. There's only so much you can do or gain in a tough country like here, right? Mm -hmm. But if you look abroad, you see opportunities, you see all those things. So you start to see that it's not so much about how hard you work or how much you know. Mm -hmm. Environment, environment is still very important. No, but like, I mean, there is that. And it plays a part in it. External factors. External factors, definitely. Like, it does play a part in it, right? But like, a lot of Americans are in debt. In, oh, yeah, in fact, no, but like, you know, I mean, yes, it's like, not a bad thing to be. Yes, in, in the sense of, okay, they might have like you know better opportunities to access certain things and yeah. things like that. But a lot of and it's not about this one. Is not about the one of oh, it's, it's good. Yeah. To, I mean, there are people that so are in, hand to mouth. Yes, yeah, that are seriously in there. That's in the why system. credit cards are very successful yeah, in course. America because a lot of times you might see, oh, these people, these people are going on vacations and stuff like that. A lot of people that are going on vacations are able to use credit card money to be able to do. Yeah. So it's you borrow the money to have this time. And it's not to say that there is anything wrong with that. Credit do you understand? But what I'm also saying is that while external factors are, you know, matter, there is also a certain attitude that one has to have towards money in order to not be living in a hand-to-mouth situation. Oh, of course. You know it. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah. I, I and that's why, like, a, a difference now between, like, like Americans and Nigerians, even yeah. though... Our, uh, the, uh, the situation of America is better than here, yes. you would notice that a lot of people that buy their cars yeah. buy outright. Yeah. Here. I'm, I'm, uh, that thing that you're about to say, I don't agree with it as a good thing. I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like, you I know. Think, I think living in a system where you have to have bulk cash to do things is part of why we're where we are. I think credit is good. I think we need it in this part of the world. I think it's good because you know, think about I think it. It has you know a hundred and sixty, a hundred million naira for a house. Who the hell would afford that? <laughs> when you really, truly think about it, 
who the hell is going to no, where I are you pulling like, out a hundred them from i think that it's, it's beneficial in some ways and it's benef- is also not beneficial yeah, 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 in yeah, some yeah. ways but i just and don't. one of the ways i think about it is that like for me now it also makes me understand that like i feel like a lot of a lot of nigerians when they move to um and i may be wrong so correct yeah. me if i'm wrong i feel like when they move abroad yeah i feel like a lot of times they 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 manage their money a little bit better and i might be wrong this might well, be and i feel like it's because yeah. of the experience of here yeah do you understand yeah. so i feel like if someone realizes that they are not in a particular place to be able to get a car yeah might not necessarily be all oh, buying it outright, but I feel like if, if, if they find that they are not in the best of situations to even maybe get it on credit or whatever, maybe yeah. they can't pay it off if last comes to last, yeah. they wouldn't get it. Whereas if you've grown up in a system whereby you can get the money at any time or it's not an issue, yeah. do you understand? It's easy to just get it and then you now find out that, oh, the car, the car is getting repossessed. <laughs> do you understand? So I feel like there are some benefits, even though the way Nigeria is, 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 is we, there, there are things that could be better for us. Of course. But I think that even some of the ways we've, in which we've grown up yeah. has kind of helped certain people when they get to places where the systems are better yeah, to be yeah, able yeah. to handle I mean, the money better. Yeah, of course. Cause there, there, there are a few of those positives. You know, because it can, you can, one can get dependent on that yeah, on being able to have to I access think, money in that way. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's bad, yeah. but I'm saying that in certain situations, like we've heard of people who um completely like literally because of there's an unemployment, um, there's a certain amount of money that you can like in, in Western countries like the US, the UK, yeah. I think when maybe you've lost your job for a while, well, you can get unemployment benefits. checks. Yeah. Then you now hear of people who decide not to get a job anymore. No, but you see those those, those ones those ones. No, but it's there be because there, there is that safety like, net. Safety net. They think that these are when we start debating these things, we now start entering like um politics and systems that both parties believe in, you know, the socialist and all that kind of brouhaha. But I think looking at the whole looking at this money thing though, um I think the, the major lesson is we need to learn how to actually keep it and grow what is actually coming in, right? And then I also think in terms of relationship with money, I think it's clear that a lot of people mm. have very, very bad relationship with money, mm-hmm. right? And I think there's also this thing where the more people I talk to, the more I see that money is sort of like a taboo topic in a lot of households. So people were not really taught about yeah, it. About money. And there's one capitalist win that we're all suffering from. And it's a very, very bad thing. And it's the fact that everybody hides their income. Some people will tell you it's because, well, if I say what I'm earning now, people will just be looking at me and begging. But then there's also the fact that when you look at the workplace, that's how your employer gets away. We're paying somebody I mean, less. Do you think that people should... Uh, I think we should be more open about what we make. You know why? why? You know why? Because when we're more open about what we make, there is now a basis right, to actually manage expectations. What is happening now is, a lot. you know, black tax and all those things. A lot of people, you will look at them and think, ah, oh, man, this guy is balling. But really and truly, it's probably just saving, right? It probably doesn't have that much coming in. Okay. And so, then there are some people, right, yeah. that you look at and you're like, oh, more. But then what's coming in might be a lot, right? Okay, so open in what sense? Because I feel like, 
I mean, I understand. Yeah. I, I, I agree in the sense that I feel like, yes, there should be more open discussions about money and handling money yeah. and things like that. But in terms of like revealing like certain Oh, no, no. I'm, things, not, saying, I'm yeah. not saying come out and put on the internet that, oh, I make 50 million. No, not necessarily on the internet. But, but within, even like... Within you. Do you know there are so many people who don't know how much their friends earn? In quotes, close friends. I mean... Why? 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 Like, it's like... If you're my friend, my close friend, right? I don't think you should know. I think you should know how much I earn. The reason why, the reason, the reason why I feel like I understand why people might not necessarily like why I don't. I mean, if I ask oh, yeah. and you tell me, then that's fine. If you don't want to tell me, I won't take it personally. Simply because I feel like it might sound, it might sound nice that oh, okay, we can be able to know blah 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 blah, but at the same time, it's also like. People, you know how the world operates, right? Next thing now, some people might be wanting to tell you, people that you didn't ask. Now, it's one thing if um, you're my accountability partner, yeah. I have given you the responsibility to call me out on how I'm spending my money, yeah. right? But if, let's say, you know I'm earning, let's say I'm earning like 100K, yeah. you know I'm earning 100K, yeah. and then me, I decided that I wanted to spend 50k on something. Yes. Half of my salary on yes. something luxurious. Yes. You will judge me. Of course. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now you don't even know what whether I've saved. You don't know anything about no, this. And I think that that is the reason why it should, like, I understand why people might keep it to the chest because but you, then, people, then, people, people will, people will feel the need to tell you how they feel like you should spend your money. See, people that like you ones, haven't those put ones in your are business. Fine. Those ones are fine. But if you're my close friend, right, or a person I consider a friend, if you're close to me, right, I believe you should know how much I earn, so that you like. I won't say I believe you should know, but if the conversation came up, I don't see the reason to hide it because if we're together, then you should know that okay. Let me give you an, a flip side of this. If we both go out to eat, right, and the bill comes down to, say, 50,000 naira, if there is an ambiguity in what we all earn, everybody can just be like, oh, you cover the I'm, bill. I mean, wait, wait, okay. just hold on. But then if we all knew that, oh, for instance, let's say I'm earning 100K and I know you're earning 500K, right? There are places that you would not take me to because you already know I can't afford. Isaac, but ambiguity in some cases is but when... But that, that's also another thing too. What? Don't you feel like if someone knows that you're earning, let's say you're earning like 500K. Yes. Now, some people can take advantage of that situation. Meaning that... And, you and, can't and, control and, everything. No, you can't. But what I'm saying is that... What I'm saying is, I feel like even with, I might not know exactly what all of my friends are earning. Yes. But I can kind of figure it out based off of certain things. Yeah, but, Do you understand? And I think that like, even if you know, if a friend of yours is not earning a certain amount of money. Yes. Like, I feel like you would know. Like, because a lot of times some people, like, based off of attitude, based off of, ah, I better go. That no, one, I can't. See, the thing so is, I don't it's, know. It's, it's hard because. I feel like it's private. I, I feel like, I, I think. I think it can remain private. I don't personally like like I said, like I think, I if think, someone should ask me, yeah. like maybe I might tell you, maybe I might not. But if I ask you and you don't want to tell me, yeah. I won't take it no, as that, an no, issue. That's fine. But what I'm, I'm coming I don't at think it, I need to I'm know. coming at it from the angle that when if there is a circle of people and we're all guys, if we know how much we earn, then we know what we can actually invite each other to and what would be a strain but don't you on somebody. Even if your friends don't know, don't you still kind of know in some cases, how much your friends In some are cases, earning? no, you don't. That's why some people will invite you to the club and you're like, bro, did, I get that we go out to drink every once in a while, but I can't afford I, I, this. I also think that you have to take into consideration that 
people also have a certain level of pride and even if they know that they why can't why should you have pride if, around your friends so let me tell you something isaac the truth of the matter is this well, maybe, right? maybe maybe i'm idealistic but i don't i think you know, the people it's, it's it's idealistic because the, the people who because you think bring, that's what yeah, you think do you yeah. understand but the thing about it is that there are silent um how do i put it no it's not even necessarily what? competition ego but there are things that there are things that there are subconscious things yeah. that people do or people see like for instance now let's say we wanted to go um uh maybe people were discussing doing something expensive yeah. right and maybe your friend that yeah. doesn't earn as much yeah maybe he wanted to be a part of it okay i think and 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 then because oh no let's not bring him into it because it doesn't end that much let's all handle it amongst ourselves yeah. do you understand that person can feel slighted but it's the reality it is the reality so what would you like, rather that we all say okay let's go and we, he no, can't what, I, what, afford I, what, it. I, what i'm saying is what yeah. i'm saying is that there are times when people want to be a part of yeah. certain things because it's not everybody that likes to always be the one that, oh, because I cannot earn, I'm not being able to contribute. Yeah. That everybody, and then there's always that assumption. Yeah. People might not notice that they do it, but people do it. Jonas, and you might love your friend yeah. from to the moon and back yeah. but there is people are not perfect and so sometimes there are silent biases and silent judgments that you can make towards your friend because of certain things and I think that's why people sometimes keep it to themselves I mean Jonas, and now I, the one that people can do is okay. We want to do something. How much can you contribute? You know, to this if situation? everybody knew how much everybody was. And then, and then also, like for instance, now let's now say, okay, you're earning five hundred k. Wanted to do something for our friend, yeah. and then, oh, Isaac, oh, please, we need you to bring like hundred k because we know that you can afford to bring hundred. No, that's just taking advantage. But what if? No, but that's but that's what I'm saying. People will always have that kind of no, mindset. You, yeah. And if it, and it, like. And the thing about it is that mm -hmm. you might be actually using your money for other things. Yeah. Do you understand? Maybe that month you've kept that money for something, mm -hmm. right? People might think, oh, because they see you wearing the nice clothes, mm -hmm. they see you kiniko kiniko that, oh, okay. And then if you don't now give it, it's not be like, oh, Isaac is. No, see, see, see. Do you know? The the basis of that is just somebody. I just think advantage. I just think I just say I understand. I'm I'm going from the personally. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I'm just going from the angle where it's like if we are if we call ourselves friends and we all know how much everybody is earning, then that's when you wouldn't expect me to now be bringing 50k for your Ashwabi. Like we would already know that CEO, this guy cannot do this, this guy cannot do that. Those kind of conversations won't come up. I, be I, but like, people, I think you, you can always still kind of like tell. Like I can always like kind of tell. Like I might not know exactly how much someone might might be earning. I mean, I know what some of my friends earn. I don't know what everybody earns. Do you understand? But uh, I also well. know that, like, in, in certain situations, like, I know that, okay, if one wanted to go to this space, I can tell that, okay, this person might be able to have it or afford it. I can also tell if, like, there are ways in which people act towards certain things that like there is a kind of like knowledge base of us so i mean i get, I, get, I, get what I, I, understand, I understand your point not yeah. to say that i don't get it yeah. like and i understand it completely but i also understand why people keep it to themselves a lot of people have been burned and i get it do you understand and so i like i understand why it's not open discussion on no, how no, much say, me, my, even my with our parents is, you know some people don't tell their parents how much they earn that's a very very see eh? And the, for good reason too sometimes, see, a lot of times. 
whether whether or not is a good reason right i i find that very weird it's like the whole concept of black tax like if people knew you know what? This, even, this, even, this, even if this can, this can be a whole other yeah, thing. Let, let, let's just end because it. Because you know, sorry, just lastly, like, even if people know, <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? Even if people know, like, sometimes people can still... I mean, that's a very pessimistic way of looking at it. No, it's not, it's not pessimistic. It is very, it is realistic to me. Like, I'm not saying that, like, you know, you, you don't, you can't have, like, a good friend group. Yeah. Do you get, like, I have, you know, great friends. Do you understand what I'm yeah. saying? But... I do not like I how do I put it now? I do not take for granted, do you understand mm-hmm. how people sometimes can can react to certain things or how they behave towards certain things. Even sometimes with what some people can tell me sometimes. People that I know care about me. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Yeah. And it might not be come it's not coming from a place of what I call it. It's not coming from a place of hate. It's not even intentional. Do you understand? But sometimes people say certain things. You get, mm. and it can feel like it's, it's a certain kind of way. So I understand why not everybody has to. You know so I feel like do it if you want to. Yeah, but I you don't have to. I, I I think in the future we should we should have a longer conversation about yeah maybe why, with other people yeah because yeah one of the major problems I have is this thing where because people are not necessarily transparent about money, there are all these expectations and misrepresentations flying around. So that's why somebody might look at you and be like, oh, yeah, this guy looks like if I ask him for 100K today, we'll have. And then somebody on the other hand might be like, oh, more. I don't know how much this guy is really making. Let me just not even bring him into certain conversations. But anyway, strong yeah. recommendation. So, oh, sorry. Last final word. Save. Just try and save. Um, like like I mentioned earlier, I'm just only getting or trying to get a hang of money. So I would just advise, like as little as you might that passes through your hand, just try and keep something to the side for a, for a rainy day. You understand? So that when certain things happen, you won't go into like straight panic mode because that can tend to happen sometimes. It has happened to me a bunch of times. So that's why like I can I can say that. So that's my final words on that. Yeah, I don't have any other thing to say about money, man. Mm -hmm. Um, Song recommendations. Okay, song recommendations. Song recommendations. Song recommendations. Okay. Um, My first one is Running um, Arista featuring um, Lil J. I like that. The second one is this was you know last week I said I was going to recommend another Blackbone song, and the song is called Whistle. Blackbones featuring Luji again and Amaray, <laughs> love Amaray, and finally the last one, which is a song I've been hearing for months now, is a smooth R&B jam. I really like it. It's called Seasons by a guy called. Loiso, so spell his name is double L O Y I S O. I believe he's African. Um, not exactly sure where exactly he's from, but I believe he's African. Um, and this song is really, really good. Um, it's a nice R&B song. So those are my song recommendations. Well, I actually don't have any song recommendations this week. Madu. Yeah. Um. Actually, let me just add one. 
Okay. Because that'll be very somehow. Because it's episode 170. <laughs> okay, so my song recommendation this week is Begging by, what's that his name? Mad Con. I don't know if okay. you guys remember that song. I'm begging, begging you. Yeah, that one. And I actually wanted to ask, I want to know what you guys think about this last thing that Isaac and I were discussing about maybe sharing your income status with your with friends your friends with your with friends your, with people that are close to you not your acquaintances i want to know like what you guys think about that like do like i don't know i just want to know what you guys think whether it's whether you are for it whether you're whether you're against it whether you understand it whether you don't understand it that kind of thing i really really want to know people's because i feel like i understand all sides of of the situation um so i want to know what you guys think oh. we have Mercho. Please buy. Oh yeah, money. Um and uh what was the other thing? Please, we have our form for oh, yeah. the oh, last shit, year shit, shit, of shit, the shit, yeah. the final episode of the year. We really want to um you know, want to have it to be like a an episode that it's for like it's really for all of us, it's all of us involved. Oh, that thing they used to say is by you, for you, with yeah. you. Yeah. So <laughs> please share your thoughts. Yeah. yeah um yeah. on your how your year has been. Rant if you want to. We've gotten some messages. Yeah. Um if we can get some more, that would be really dope. So oh, check nah, our nah, nah, link, nah. check the link in our bio. Yeah. Oh, You'll actually see the form there. A song that I've been listening to. For a while now, guys, a new day has come by Celine Dion. Love, Celine yeah. Dion is the goat. Yeah, 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 very, very, very good song. So, write into us. Don't forget, Rose Thirty Podcast everywhere you listen. Write, uh, like, share, tell your friends, so tell their sisters and their cousins, and sign up to the newsletter. Write into us and see you guys when next week. Right? Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.